Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, my name is Joe McCormick, and this is The Artifact, a short-form series from Stuff to Blow Your Mind, focusing on particular objects, ideas, and moments in time. It's well known that visual hallucinations can be induced by psychedelic compounds like LSD, DMT, mescaline, and psilocybin. But according to a now copious body of research, there's a fairly reliable and less chemically exotic way to make people with otherwise typical vision see things that aren't there, deprive the eyes of light and wait. One example. In 2004, a study was published in the Journal of Neuro-Ophthalmology by Latvi Maribet, Denise McGuire, Aisling Ward, Karen Alterescu, Robert Stickgold, and Alvaro Pascual Leone, called Visual Hallucinations During Prolonged Blindfolding in Sighted Subjects. This study actually took place within the bounds of a larger study about learning and brain plasticity under sensory deprivation. A couple of the test groups of that larger study required subjects to wear a blindfold for 96 hours straight. Now, this wasn't just a strip of cloth tied around the eyes. It was a sort of power blindfold that prevented any light perception whatsoever. Quote, It was held in place by a Velcro strap and further secured by ace bandages. The blindfold permitted full motion of the eyes as well as opening and closing of eyelids. Potential tampering with the blindfold by the subjects was controlled with the use of a piece of photographic paper attached to the inside of the blindfold. All subjects were issued a handheld microcassette recorder with automatic date time stamping and directed to report their thoughts, feelings, and perceptions related to the experiment throughout the day as frequently as they desired. Now, what was so interesting about these microcassette diaries is that without prompting, out of 13 subjects total, 10 reported experiencing visual hallucinations, on average after about a day of blindfolding. These visions varied a lot from simple perceptions of flashing lights known as phosphenes to complex imagery like people, environments, and ornate objects. Subject 4, a 23-year-old man, reported seeing a strange assortment of vivid geometrical shapes, warping jigsaw puzzle pieces, a triangle with bold dots at each vertex, and, quote, a large X with a light shining underneath it. Subject 8, a 20-year-old woman, saw cities, skies, kaleidoscopes, lions, and a butterfly that became a sunset. Quote, If there is a sunset or a sunrise, I couldn't look at the sun because it was too bright. It would seem like all of this light would just collect where the sun was, and I just could not look there. Subject 6, a 34-year-old man, reported intricate visual hallucinations while listening to music, particularly Mozart. First he saw skulls and ceremonial masks, then the image of an old woman sitting in an airplane seat whose face transformed into the face of a rodent. Subject 2, a 24-year-old man, saw all kinds of imagery, flashing lights, lamps, trees, mirrors, and full landscapes, ornate buildings of green-white marble and cartoon figures. But he also perceived obstacles in his path while walking from place to place, believing while walking outside that he saw ditches in the dirt, stones, and streams of water. 
One interesting variation was that some of the hallucinations were context-appropriate. Subject 1, a 29-year-old woman, experienced one hallucination 12 hours after the blindfolding began. She stood in front of a mirror, which she knew was there, but of course couldn't see, and suddenly, a face appeared where her reflection should have been. Only it wasn't her face, but, quote, a green face with big eyes. Subject 3, a 24-year-old woman, had been napping when her sister arrived to visit. As her sister entered the room, the subject saw, quote, a splotch of light in the exact form of Elvis Presley. In both of these cases, the brain saw a human figure where it knew by a combination of memory and other senses that one could be found, only it didn't see the correct human figure. But other visions of this kind were more accurate. Subject 5, a 29-year-old woman, reported on the second day, quote, I have the sensation that I can see my hands and my arms moving when I move them and leaving an illuminated trail. When she reached out to pick up an object, she realized she could see her hands doing what they were doing, even though there was no light reaching her eyes. Subject 10, a 21-year-old woman, experienced something similar. As she was eating a meal, she reached out to a water pitcher to pour herself a drink and suddenly reported that she could see what she was doing. Quote, I felt like I was seeing the pitcher while I was pouring the water. These last variations about context-dependent hallucinations were the most interesting part of the study to me, since they might cause us to question what we mean when we distinguish hallucination from real sight. The fact that our eyes receive no light might not mean that we can't see. This type of lightless vision of one's own body has been observed in other contexts. Just one example, spelunkers in the total darkness of a deep cave sometimes report that they can see their own hands and arms and the movements of their own body. This is sometimes known as the spelunker's illusion. The eyes sense light, but seeing happens in the brain. And it turns out the visual cortex can not only mistakenly see things that aren't actually present in the case of a hallucination, it can also see things that are present accurately when the brain is informed of them by sources other than light, such as hearing, touch, proprioception, and memory. Which is in fact consistent with lots of research showing that people with permanent blindness often recruit the visual cortex of the brain to do things like make mental maps of environments, even though those maps are not based on light perceived through the eyes. So what does it mean to see? Tune in to new editions of The Artifact each week, hosted by either Robert or myself. As always, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows.